0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for joining me for a new video. Today, I'm here with Tia, Tia TX on YouTube. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day to be here with me.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thank you. I'm really excited. Thanks for Yeah, having. I
0: wanted to learn more about like your, in general, passive income journey. I know you do print on demand. I see you're on YouTube. Um, I love the complimentary nature, by the way, of basically doing anything and then talking about it on YouTube and kind of building an audience there. So, um, yeah, like how did your passive income journey get started? I know you're a lot younger than me, too.
1: Yeah, so first of all, I want to say a massive thank you for uh, all your content because I've learned a lot, um, especially on the Etsy front. Um, so it's been really helpful and for me I'm a medical student so um, I started this whole passive income thing in high school uh, well middle school really when I was like 15 so the first thing I was doing was selling my um, revision notes on a website called tes.com which I talk about on my channel and managed to make a decent amount of money from that so I was just looking uh, constantly thinking about other ways to make passive income online and then um, looked around on YouTube came across uh, like drop shipping, and then I got really like deep into drop shipping for about a year. Um, so I started my own stores, and then you know, like it didn't really work out the way I planned it to because the profit margins were kind of low, and then I was losing money in the end. Um, but then I decided to start. Uh, well, I had stuff going on, so like I had high school and uni applications, so I had to stop doing all of that because I was like a lot of customer requests and stuff. Um, and I think dropshipping is really harder than it seems because there's a lot of legal stuff involved as well. Um, so, yeah, I had to stop doing that stuff and then took a break, came back. Um, and I was looking for more sort of flexible ways to make money online. So came across Print On Demand, Redbubble, uh, your channel and other people's channels talking about how they made money on it. And I thought it was a really flexible way to do it because the company handed, handles all of it. So I just call it essentially like branded dropshipping. Um, and that was how I was able to uh, use like the skills, I guess. I learned from being in the e-commerce space for a while. I um, transferable skills to print on demand and manage to make sales.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, you're highlighting the complementary nature of really just spending time diving into launching a- any e-commerce business. Like even if it ends up not being a good fit and in the end, you know, you can pivot and get in, you know, you went from drop shipping to what I call drop shipped print on demand because it is, but it is drop shipped. And, uh, you know, a lot of those skills and the comfort level too, even, you know, going from like not having any experience, like I have no experience drop shipping. I've got friends that do it and they do it. I have some friends that do it like more successfully than others, but, um, you know, it just didn't attract me to, um, to that business model. Like I like more, more or less when I feel like I'm building on top of my previous efforts, which I feel like in print on demand, um, maybe I'm wrong, you know, I guess with dropshipping, maybe if you have an email list, but, uh, you yeah, know, no, I, like, I, I like the, yeah. yeah, Go ahead.
1: I think, um, drop is a lot harder than it. People sometimes make it sound because once your store gets more sales, you have all this legal stuff and customer requests and then, um, you know, it's just a lot of a handful to deal with. And I think now that I have the experience I do with, um, other e-commerce ventures, I would be more comfortable starting a, uh, a drop shipping store if I was to do that now than before.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably makes more sense too. Cause yeah, when you go down the route of like Shopify too, you're, it's like opening Pandora's box and I'm like too much of a perfectionist. I'm worried that if I like, whenever the day comes, when I do launch a store, you know, I'm going to get sucked into wanting to make everything perfect. And, uh, it's going to be a lot, you know, advertising, building the list, getting the website perfect. And, uh, so anyways, you don't do drop shipping anymore. Right. So what are you focusing a lot of your time on? Like what's in an average day when you have time away from uh, med school like to, to work on the e-commerce business like where do you spend a lot of your time uh doing
1: um so mainly now it's print on demand and youtube so just trying to get as much content on youtube as possible because youtube was something that really helped me when i was starting out in print on demand and even drop shipping so i really want to be able to sort of give back in that sense um and give all the tips i have and then something else I've been doing is working on a WordPress site. So I'm currently, um, I'm just experimenting, not really planning to launch it anytime soon, but I'm building a um, multi-vendor e-commerce website on WordPress with my friend. Um, So that's something I'm working on as well. And then also um, I have some other random passive income streams like tutoring, uh, affiliate uh, income and stuff, stuff like that
0: oh very cool yeah and i mean i like that as long as it's like complimentary and what are you tutoring by the way do you mind me asking like e-commerce or is it um
1: no no it's um it's in like math uh science that kind of stuff just for people hmm. that are trying to get into med school um i
0: I love that you're like it's like these doors are there right and you know if you you have the time and the desire you know open the door i don't think i've ever done i've done tutoring in like high school but um yeah, I mean, teaching is a great way too to just kind of keep up with with the the knowledge and uh, really become an expert in the field. So I like that. Yeah. Cool. And so we talk a lot about print on demand on this channel. Um, I do do some, you know, Amazon FBA, uh, other stuff, but the YouTube algorithm, I like to say, like, it, it rewards me when I talk about print on demand. So I talk about a lot of print on demand. So like, can you offer up any um, really insights, let's say maybe going back to even the beginning when things are really slow and you just need some like little wins to prove to yourself that like you're, you're going to be a good print on demand seller. And I guess you belong in this industry. Um, Any tips you can share with the audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would say for me, it took me, I would say, um, less time than the average beginner to get my first sale on Redbubble. Um, so it took me like nine days, which I mentioned in my first video, um, whereas the average seller I think takes around three months. And I think that was because of my uh, e-commerce background, I guess. So understanding the fact that um, people are really wanting to buy stuff that you know they want to buy instead of just making random stuff. Um, obviously that works, it's, the, it's your creativity. Um, some people might like what you create, but I would say for every, like my biggest tip would be for every design that you put out that you spend time doing, um, Maybe just have an idea in your head of why you're doing that design. So validating to yourself, at least, why you think it might sell. Um, Like, if you can't explain to yourself why you think a design might sell, then is it really worth the time putting it up? That would be my best advice. Okay, I like that.
0: And um, I have to ask, too, do you consider yourself a good designer?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I did a uh, high school uh, exam in graphic design, so I know things like uh, how to use Photoshop and just basic stuff like CAD CAM. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Um, But yeah, so I have some basic background in graphic design. Uh, I use, you know, the paid tools Canva. I also have um, an app called Procreate, which I think is really good on my iPad. Um, But in terms of like being really, really good, I don't think so at all. I think I, I really rely on those paid tools as well. Um, So I use Canva most of the time and also Photoshop.
0: Got you. So you're in agreement then that like you don't have to be a professional graphic designer to uh, have a chance at making some money? uh, No, no, absolutely.
1: Like I have a video on my channel talking about like 100% free way to design for print on demand using Canva and Photopea. Um, It's completely free and it's got me sales at the beginning. So I would definitely recommend that for anyone that's starting out.
0: Definitely. I actually should not have waited this long to plug your channel on YouTube, which of course will be the top link in the description if you guys want to go check out Tia's content. Um, You talk a lot about, so graphic design uh, for print on demand. I know you mentioned Redbubble and you were telling me that you're also selling on Etsy. Do you want to share anything about like your journey on Etsy so far?
1: Yeah, well, it's been a bit of a rocky road on Etsy. Um, So the first time I applied for Etsy, uh, I connected Printful to Etsy, and the about a week in, so I made the sale on the first day that I connected it, which was really good, cool, um, and then about a week in, I got suspended. Um, not really sure why, so I wrote to them, and then I got unsuspended, and then I've just been making sales since then, so uploading stuff that I've been uploading to Redbubble uh, Works, and also um, doing research inside Etsy, so I know there's some tools that I really like. Um, it's like Sales Samurai, I think you mentioned another tool on your website, uh, on your channel as well. Um, so those are really useful. But the thing about Etsy is um, they're really notorious for suspending people for no reason. Like Because I've got two accounts suspended and I've got them both back. But people have emailed me and commented several times that they've just got suspended and they couldn't get their account back and stuff like that. So I would say like it is good. It does have potential, but don't rely on it as your only source of passive income, I'd say.
0: Definitely agree. Um, (laughs) like it's you know, it's bad when there's like a bot army on YouTube that does one of those things where it like drops a comment, then it responds to another bot's comment, and it's all about getting your Etsy account unsuspended. Like it must be a pretty darn bad problem because they're making money writing these YouTube bots to sell a service that probably doesn't even work, if we're being honest. Uh, but yeah, Yeah. love the tip of diversification. Mm. Uh, you know, actually, you know, it's crazy. I have a call with. And it's not the first time this has happened, but I have a call tomorrow. And I don't know if I'm going to post it to YouTube or not, but um, with somebody that's a top 150 Etsy seller. And I've had another call at the top 100 Etsy seller, um, not necessarily print on demand, but that are like worried about their business, that they're going to lose their business because Etsy literally just terminates you, like you said, for no reason. So definitely diversification of the uh, platforms that you make your products available on is a, a great tip. And that leads me to my next question, even though I know the answer, I bet you somebody's gonna ask, are you taking advantage of Merch by Amazon?
1: Um, Yeah, I've been asked this before on my channel. Um, I actually haven't been able to get in. I applied five times and got rejected every time. Um, I think it's because most of the time, like three times I, I applied in Q4. And then I applied with my dad's account, got rejected. Applied with uh, my mom's Amazon account, got rejected. So I'll probably be applying again this year, um, maybe avoiding the Q4 time. Yeah, good luck with that. Q4. I'm sorry to
0: hear that. And um, I, I mean, I, I'm i just saying like, I don't know, I don't work for Amazon, but I've known people in the UK that specifically have had a really tough time getting on. So I think where you live like can make a difference for sure. Um okay. that, that kind of sucks. It's not really fair, but especially when they opened up the Amazon merch um, UK market. So mm. <laughs> it's a little odd, right? Yeah,
1: that's good to know though.
0: Cool. Um, So I actually found your channel because you were uh, talking about Bubble Scout uh, briefly and like talking about Redbubble niche research. So any um tips that you might have? Cause I know Redbubble, people love Redbubble. All right. I love Redbubble, but um, the tag spamming thing and like for some reason they just like won't fix it. And so me and Redbubble have had a little bit of beef since Uh, people have kind of realized about the tag spamming and started exploiting it. But like, as far as niche research goes, what's your process? Do you have any tips for anybody that you would like to share?
1: Yeah. So, uh, on my channel, I actually have a a six minute video breaking down like my entire process, but since then I found a lot more other tools. So I found bubble scout, um, and a viewer mentioned like other, like bubble red bubble tags tool, popular tags tool. Um, so. Yeah, I think Bubble Scout is a tool that I would definitely recommend because it's basically like three websites in one. So I used to go into uh, Rebel t- like trending tags and then popular oh. tags tool, like list all of the trending stuff. Um, but Bubble Scout basically does that with one click of a button. So I really like that tool for that reason. Um, but also I would just say like focus on trending stuff because people often ask me like, is it better to do focus on niches uh, sorry, evergreen niches or trending niches. And I would say like focus on the trending ones because the trends never like fully die out. If you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they just sort of stay there for a while. And even once they do die out, like you've w- already moved on to other stuff. So that's what I would say. If you want to get sales as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, um, <clears throat> it's weird, right? Cause you can get like Halloween always pops into my mind. Cause like you'll make Halloween sales, outside of October, for whatever reason, like people just can't get enough of, uh, of Halloween. So that's the one that pops up into my mind as far as like trends that just sell year round and you don't know why. Um, and yeah, I think the average person like watching these videos is probably still going, like trying to get over the, the self doubt phase. And so, you know, if you still aren't sure if like, you're going to make it as a print on demand seller, for sure. Like I agree with Tia chasing trends is going to get you those However, many uh, sales that you need in the near term before you're like, all right, cool. Now I'm gonna try to you know post some designs that can sell any day of the week, any day of the year. You know, um, that's been my focus since I'm in Amazon merch like tier two hundred thousand. But I know most people aren't in tier two hundred thousand yet. Yet, I know yeah. you guys will get there. But uh, you know, so evergreens has been my focus. But any, anyways, Tia, thank you for being here. Like anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, no worries. Um, so I would just say. A point I would highlight is diversify as much as possible um, so don't rely on any one income stream and also um, a topic that I've just talked about on my channel is cybersecurity as well um, so make sure you set good passwords and stuff like if you're running an e-commerce store or something then make sure you've got your uh, safety you know dialed in because the worst thing is to like lose your account I mean getting suspended is one thing but then getting someone else hack into it is another thing so yeah I would just bring up that point
0: <laughs> yeah no that's always good advice uh definitely like i have the it background as well and um you know i i literally will snapchat uh scams like email scams spoofing scams like things that i worry about that my family's gonna fall for like i just literally snapchat <laughs> to them we have a little family group and i'm like guys amazon scam don't do it or like fake paypal suspended scam
1: yeah like ever know? since my youtube channel's been growing i've just noticed so many phishing Emails like random emails with suspicious links, and I'm just thinking, well, like some of these people might be my viewers, so that's quite scary to think about.
0: Yeah, um. guys, uh, we you know, we definitely want everybody's like accounts to be kept safe. Um, yeah, absolutely. I could go down like a whole rabbit hole of stories. Yeah, just you know, two factor authentication is annoying, but mm, it's yeah, it's probably worth it if you are doing anything of value online. So, definitely uh, mm. good advice there. Cool. Hey, well, hey guys, I'm also going to be doing an interview on Tia's channel, by the way, too. So make sure you check it out. It's going to be the top link in the description. Subscribe over there and uh, look out for that video as well. But Tia, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me.